Hello, and welcome to episode 143 of the Fuel Hotel Marketing Podcast. I am your host, Stuart Butler, joined today with Melissa Kavanaugh. Howdy ho! And Philip Forriska. Hey everybody, welcome back to the show. And Pete DeMeo. How are you, Pete? I am doing fantastic. Hopefully you and all of our listeners are as well. Yeah, we're making the most of these strange old times for sure. Pete, this is your episode, which is why I left you till last in the intros. Because you're going to be talking today about what smart hoteliers have already done with their policies and what the folks that haven't quite gotten to this yet should be doing and what they should be avoiding from a policy perspective. Absolutely. This is based on a blog that... Pete wrote on our website, and so we're going to dig into that, but before we do, let's see what's going on in the newsaroos. All right, here we go. With good news that'll make you smile, join the fuel agains for a little while. Yay! What? What What was that? I I, I literally don't know what just happened. This is good news Melissa has, and I wanted to give her a special, I don't know, song. This this is unrehearsed. I'm 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 literally smacked of my gob right now. This is insane. What just That's happened? Awesome. Wow. All right. So what what is this good news you speak of? Well, I decided that in all this gloom and doom that we need a little good news, and I found this article today on bizjournals.com and it is that our Vail Resorts CEO Rob Katz has decided to donate 2.5 million dollars that's m million to help coronavirus uh, impacted workers and local communities in the area and i just thought that that was fantastic especially under the circumstances that Vale is facing financial losses estimated at $200 million because of this virus. Wow. So go figure that. That's amazing. Super generous. Yeah, there's a lot of really good stories coming out where people are just showing, you know, that they care and they're willing to put up their own personal money to help folks. But that is quite astonishing. Good job. That, is, that makes me happy. It deserves its own jingle. It does it deserve makes- its own jingle. <laughs> It does, and it got it, so it's in good shape. Yeah, well, what a, what a good way to start the podcast. We should focus on positive news for a while. You know, the, the problem is a lot of the news that people are reading right now is conjecture, right? If I look at a lot of articles coming out from people, it's, it's predicting how long this is going to last or, you know, how far down ADR or RevPAR is going to be, and it's no one really knows. I mean, we can prepare for what we think it's going to be, but... I'm all about stopping reading that, stopping the conjecture, and let's focus on what we can control. So that that's what we're going to talk about here today on the award-winning Fuel Hotel Marketing Podcast. So Pete, Absolutely. you want to lay the land a little bit for this episode? Tell us what we got going on. Yeah, and ab- absolutely. And I think like the news and what you just said kind of brings it all together. And right now, obviously, there's a lot of just social upheaval. We're dealing with COVID-19. Everybody has so many uncertainties, but the only thing we can control is how we behave and how we act. 
And a big part of that is going to be helping our guests and potential guests overcome their uncertainty and their fears. And there's a million ways to do that. But really what we're going to do today is just talk about your cancellation policies in general resort and hotel policies that will give your guests a sense of relaxation. And if they're still looking to book, avoid those objections that would cause them to not pull out their credit card and actually make that booking. And also, it's also the right thing to do because everything we're going to be talking about today is being empathetic and understanding that you have real humans staying at your property and you should treat them as such, not just as a general number. Yeah, couldn't agree more. And we've t- sort of touched on this a little bit in a couple of previous episodes. You know, Kelly from Vacation Model Beach was on a couple of episodes ago and she talked about some of the things they were doing there. And in, in, I want to say in Tim's episode, we talked a little bit about this as well. But we're going to dive into it, Fueligan style today, get into the tactical stuff. And I will say this, guys, I've been hearing a lot of good feedback from our listeners about how they've enjoyed some of these more tactical, specific, tangible episodes. So, you know, we're going to still, we're going to try to mix it up a little bit, do some of these, and then and, and keep doing some with the guests on as well, where we can talk at a more 30,000 foot level like we did in the last episode with Tammy from Milestone. So we're just trying to mix it up a little bit. And before we jump into the topic, I did want to throw this out there because we're still trying to figure out the best ways that we can help people in this industry. And one of the things that myself and several other people have really benefited from in the last week or so is the contact with other people in the industry that are going through the, the same things. And we, we've talked a little bit on the show about reaching out to people, things like that. But there's been this really cool phenomena that's happened over the last couple of weeks where people are creating these kind of virtual drop-ins or coffee time or happy hours, things like that. So basically just a, a, a meet and greet, drop-in kind of a situation. Someone sets up a Zoom meeting and anyone that's available can just jump in and chat about what they've got going on, share ideas, share their fears, whatever they have on their mind. Just get to know each other, make some new friends, rekindle some friendships with old friends. So that's something that's been going on a lot. And we're thinking about doing that for our fuel nation out there. So if you're you're a honorary fueligan and you're interested in that kind of resource through fuel, uh, it, they would have some of us on it, some of the the people on the show, but also some of our other fueligans uh, to just pitch questions at. But also a lot of your fellow listeners and people in the industry that may be going through the same things you are, and you can share and collaborate and commiserate together. So. If that's something you're interested in, we're looking at what the schedule for that would be and being mindful of people in different time zones, etc. But just shoot us a quick email, info at fueltravel.com, and let us know if that's something you'd be interested in. Maybe 30 minutes every few days, something like that, maybe once a week, just for people to chit-chat, get to see a friendly face that's not the people you're cooped up with. We feel like that's good for everyone's mental health, but also can help in, in terms of preparation for what's coming next as well. So if you're interested in kind of a fuel, we haven't named it yet. I don't know if we want to brainstorm that live in, on the show, Pete, if you've got any creative ideas, but we, some kind of fuel drop-in where you guys can all collaborate and chat via a video conference. That's what we're thinking. So if you're interested, info at fueltravel.com. Send us an email. It's a fuel campfire. Oh, I love that. You know why I love that so much, Melissa? Is because, because you all sit around the campfire and roast s'mores. Right. And we've always described this show, like the core of this show is we wanted people to feel like 
they were just sitting around a campfire with friends, right? That that's why we take the kind of laid back tone that we do. So, yeah, I love it. That's good. So, well, I'll say this: as somebody who grew up in the country, there's not much more fun that can be had than a can of fuel next to a fire. It's uh, <laughs> it makes for a very fun camp out. That's funny. All right. So, so, true, so just, yeah, email us, info at fueltravel.com if that's something. You know, we've got thousands of people listening, and we don't know if it, it would benefit one of you or, or a thousand of you. We don't know. So just let us know. If we can gauge how many folks would show up, then we'll, we'll start doing that probably next week. So give us give us a holler, info at fueltravel.com. All right, so let's let's jump back into the topic, Pete. I wanted to get that ahead of the topic because I know some people just switch off after the meat of the, the content. So I wanted to yeah. get that in early on the, in the show. But let's, no, that's the way to do it. Yeah. Uh, so first of all, what I want to do is talk about who's doing it right. And there's, to be fair, there's a lot of hoteliers who are stepping up, updating their policies, and doing it right. I'm going to highlight Hilton just because they did come out very early, I would say probably mid-March, and completely revamped what their cancellations policies were, what their modification policies, all the way down to their... Hilton Honors program policies. And what they're doing is making it very easy to make a booking decision or unfortunately make a cancellation decision without having people to worry about the financial ramifications. So a couple things that they did was they said any existing reservation, even if it was described as a non-cancelable advance purchase on or before June 30th, you can cancel it up to 24 hours before your arrival date. No harm, no foul. You get your full amount back. No problem whatsoever. They're even saying that for new reservations, if you make a reservation and something changes in your life, don't worry about your hotel. Deal with what you have to deal with. You'll get your full deposit, full payment back as well. Uh, they've even gone so far as letting their Hilton Honors program members know that if you were at a certain loyalty tier, by you not being able to travel would not impact your loyalty benefits. They more or less extended what you were going to get for a full year and said, just we're your partner. We understand that something is beyond your control and can't travel. Don't worry about dropping from level one to level two or whatever it might be. We're going to keep your same benefits for all of 2020 into 2021. Yeah, and it's not often we talk about the flags doing a great job on this show, but I think hats off to to Hilton. Did you guys see that that Marriott were really really generous too? Did you so see tell this? me what they're doing. Oh, they they decided to give three point five million records to someone that hacked their system. <laughs> so that was actually I think it was more. I think it was like five million records. So yeah, they're super generous to the hackers, but not not so much to the guests, unfortunately. Well, that's kind of like. That's kind of like taking it back and giving it again because they just did that. Yeah, I know. Yes. Yeah. They need a new strategy. I don't think this one's yeah. working for them. That's yeah. the wrong kind of empathy. With, with, <laughs> with every booking, you get a free database? Yeah. No, you, you get yeah you get your identity stolen with every booking. Yeah. It's great. I love it. So, so anyway, right Hilton is the one who's really doing a fantastic job. And we've got screenshots on the, my actual blog post that you can take a look at and kind of see what their policies are. It's great. Unfortunately, what we also have is who's doing it 
180 degrees different and who's doing it completely wrong. And to be fair, we did redact this vacation rental company's name because we hope that they change their ways. But there's this one vacation rental company, and we've got screenshots of it in the, the show notes and whatnot. But more or less what they're saying is if you did not purchase vacation insurance at the amount of 8% of your total booking, you're out of luck. The rules are the rules, and you do not get your money back. You do not get to modify your reservation. You are out the entire investment for your vacation. And because they're a vacation rental company, in most cases, whomever is staying at these multi-bedroom uh, properties are out thousands of dollars. Yeah. And I, I can't emphasize this enough, but every decision you're making right now, we know that you're in a tough position. We know that every decision is is painful, but you have to make long-term decisions, not short-term decisions. Because right? if you're only making decisions that benefit you in the short term at the expense of the long term, it doesn't matter if you survive this because you're not going to have business when things pick up. Because there's not one person that's dealing with that situation right now where they're being told you're out, in some cases, thousands of dollars and there's nothing they're going to do to eliminate that. Not one of them is ever going to stay or book with those people ever again. So they Think just... about what that's going to do to their reviews as well. Right. I mean – People will talk about this. If you if you do this to someone and basically take their money in this this kind of scenario, oh my gosh, they're going to attack you in every possible avenue mm-hmm. and in terms of reviews. And then, you know, down the road when everything's, you know, back to normal or we're, we're gonna see those reviews still. And when future guests see that you weren't empathetic and you're willing to do this to somebody, they won't want to stay with you either. So this is affecting not only that, you know, that one person, but anybody else who sees the review that that person is inevitably going to leave. Right. And everyone they know, every single person that they know, because they're going to go and they're going to tell their friends and their family. They're going to tell everyone because... Yeah, we're well, not talking about a small chump of change here. Right. And, and you know, as a specific example, the, the one example that kind of came through our office because one of our fellow fueligans is friends with somebody who's staying at one of these properties, they were staying at a property that could hold over a hundred guests. And they're left holding the bag. So forget the whole social amplification of you know, people saying bad things right away. That's a hundred people who have an incredibly sour taste in their mouth because of the way you treated that guest. And there is no amount of PR or goodwill that you can do to overcome that. Unfortunately, this one vacation rental, they're not pivoting. They're saying, no, these are the rules. We're sticking with them. If you did not buy your vacation insurance, you're out of luck. And it's embarrassing for our entire community that that, happens right and we get it right we get that your property is hurting we get that you're struggling to make payroll and pay your your note to the bank and all that stuff but you've got to be creative in other ways you've got to find other ways to to cut costs you've got to look at the opportunities out there with your local lenders with the care act with the sba loans that are available to find ways to generate revenue or or get super creative in terms of what other things you can do to generate income right now 
screwing your customers is not the way to survive this. It, it's certainly no. not going to be setting you up for long-term success. So I did see a few that started out kind of hard line on their policy, but have, have loosened it over time. But these guys, they just, they went all in and they're, they're doubling down on it. And it's, they're not going to be in business in the long term. Yeah. And to be empathetic to vacation rental properties who do not own the inventory that they're paying a owner, I, I understand that you're in a bad position. But what you also need to understand is, like you said, Stuart, you're going to be in business or your goal is to be in business two, three months from now. And if you do not do right by your guests, the owners that you're trying to represent now will no longer be doing business with you because you will not be around. Exactly. And it is, I mean, it is really tough, but I think you've got to put yourself in the guest's position. You've got to understand that you as the business have to share some of the burden. And if you do it right, you will buy untold loyalty, which will yield returns beyond your wildest dreams. If you can make someone feel safe and secure or relieved right now, they're going to be a lot more likely to stay with you to tell their friends positive things. And, and if you're in a destination where people come back year after year, think about you could get 10, 15, 20 stays from this person over the next several years. What kind of ROI is that when you're, you're considering writing off a little bit now for all those years to come in the future, all that revenue? So really mm -hmm. look at it from a long-term strategic perspective. Yeah, I mean, we've talked about on this podcast countless times, but the best thing for a hotelier is for a guest to have a minor inconvenience or issue that you're able to solve by going above and beyond. It's a diamond in the rough that lets you, let one, lets the guests understand that you're human, but two, it lets them understand that you're going to do everything you can to ensure they had the best possible experience. And if you can do that, then you're going to be okay coming out the other side of this. It's going to be hard as can be to that point, but everyone's coming out the end of it. The question is, are you ho in a hotelier when you do? So I, I've got a couple of things I would kind of want to share with the, the right way to update your policies. And we can kind of run through those if everybody likes to kind of see what they need to do with their cancellation policy to make sure it makes sense. Yep, sounds good. Let's go for it. All right. So I'll go through the right way and then we can also go through a few of the wrong ways of doing it, which we kind of just highlighted. But number one, from the right way perspective, is to update your existing reservation policy and make them just as flexible as possible. Because this existential problem that we're all facing, your guests cannot avoid it. So be flexible because it's going to happen, whatever happens. And you being flexible only helps your position. Uh, number two is to update your reservation policies to really allow for generous cancellation rules. In this case, we want to break the rules and make sure guests feel, again, feel comfortable. One of the other things that I would recommend is providing links from your policy pages to your disaster response pages, which are typically different pages. And I think just about every hotel I've been to or site I've been to has that COVID-19 page that talks about their cleanliness policies, that their state or city guidelines that they're following. Make sure you link to that so people know, because everything we're doing here is alleviating concerns and making guests feel at home. 
from there, I would say next thing you want to do is to update your booking engine disclaimers to match those temporary policies. Even if you're using the best booking engine in the world, which is the, the, the fuel hotel marketing booking engine. I've heard of that. It's pretty good. It, it's, it's a pretty slick system. But e- even with that, you have policies that are set on the PMS side that might be displaying on the booking engine. Make sure that you're being uniform. And if you update it on the website, if you update it on your COVID-19 page, you're also updating it during that checkout process. Because let's be honest, that's the only place where new customers are going to read your or even understand that you have a, a cancellation policy. This is where you hope your booking engine doesn't suck and allows you to have that flexibility. Just saying. So you would be talking about episode 131 when you talked about booking engines that don't suck and some that do suck, Melissa. Uh, yes. That's a lot of people's favorite episode. They, they said we should unleash the Kraken more often. Um, <laughs> you being the Kraken and on anger pills when you were talking about bad booking engines. So we have to update Melissa's title. <laughs> Director of Analytics in Kraken. So kind of moving on from there, uh, one of the other obvious things for your po- uh, cancellation policy and modification policies is make sure your contact information is very, very easy to see. And the reason I say that is you can spell out everything that you do to help the guest in writing. You are still going to get calls you're going to get text, you're going to get chats, emails, whatever it might be that a guest can use to communicate with you. Even if you write it down, making it incredibly easy to pick up the phone and have that personal one-on-one relationship with the guest is going to go a very long way. Yeah, Pete, I would add to that. Um, yes, you should make that accessible from the policy page, from booking engine. You should also make that accessible off page in your uh, Google My Business listings and and local listings profiles. Anywhere that you have a presence, make it easy for guests to get in contact with you always, but now more than ever. Yeah. And I would also say, don't be afraid to to be proactive about it. So, you know, as, as the timeline on this begins to come into focus a little bit and, and we start realizing, okay, it's a little longer than we thought. And maybe the, the people that are holding on for beginning of May are probably sitting there wondering and, and concerned. Why not? If you know that it's not realistic, they're going to be staying in May, reach out to them, send them a triggered email, pick up, have your call, your call center or your reservationist pick up the phone and call them and proactively say, Hey, we know you've got a reservation booked for May 1st. This our concern is we're not going to be open, so we wanted to go ahead and let you know here's our policy. And if you go ahead and rebook that for a later date now, this is what we're doing. If you go back to a couple of episodes ago when we had Kelly, I think it was episode 141, Kelly from PMB said they were doing that and being really successful getting people to change their dates versus cancel. If you're proactive, you reach out to them, they're going to be a lot more appreciative that you you care that much to take care of them and they are going to be a lot more likely to keep their reservation and push it. You know, even if their reservation is June 1st, if you reach out to them, especially if you have the extra bandwidth in your call center, if you reach out to a guest and say, Hey, I see that you have a booking for June 1st. Don't worry. Everything is on schedule. We expect to be open. You don't have to worry. If you can proactively resolve a customer's concerns before they even 
you know, voice that because honestly, everyone's having that concern right now, no matter yep. when your reservation is. Yeah, for sure. So, and and the last thing I would say for which is the the right way to update your policies, and Phil, this one is a throw in for you, but making sure that you have an FAQ box on your privacy page or not privacy page, I'm sorry, your policy page. And it answers any disaster related question that might come up. Yeah, this is fantastic, especially if you do this correctly, wrap it in the proper schema, you can get this to show right in search results. Um, and if people are searching for your policy specifically, you can answer them right there within a Google search, and then they'd be less likely to click into your policies and more likely to click in and just continue their booking process. Absolutely. So does, does anybody want to go through the wrong way of doing this? Oh, I do. Ooh, ooh, go ahead, Stuart. No, I don't want to read it. I just want us to go through it as a team. Ah, uh, uh, okay. I'll keep talking then. So anyway, the wrong way, and we're going to use this as the, the vacation rental example that we have already discussed. This can is you do this a, in an accent? Can you, can you come, come at this like as a like a grumpy old sea dog or something. <laughs> like I'm trying to think if I, <laughs> I have that accent in my uh, my toolbox. Yeah, it's in your repertoire somewhere. I'm sure. I love yeah. how you just put Pete on the spot all the time. Like, yeah. hey, can you do this thing? <laughs> well, he usually nails it, right? And that's where I, the magic I'm trying, happens. I'm trying to think of the, the get off my lawn example, right? <laughs> yeah. Just do it. I mean, just be a grumpy old man because that's, that's what I'm picturing when, when they're Damn being it, the rules are the rules, and the rules are there for a reason. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> nailed it. You nailed it, for sure. So anyway, that's the first one, is never be inflexible when it comes to the rules of the rules. It, it's so important to understand that we're in a new normal, and that reservation policy that you had at the beginning of March in February does not 100% apply anymore. Yeah, we keep hearing the phrase the new normal, but really the only rule is there are no rules anymore. Everything's changed. All right. Number two is I'm buried in the backyard. Nobody will see it there. I don't know if that counted. But in, anyway, <laughs> the point is don't bury your policy updates in a sea of text where they're not easy to see. People like to do this when it comes to legalese, and that's normal because people don't read them. But when people are searching out that information, you know, I think there's a, a couple clients that we have, uh, a few that come to mind that have highlighted the policy updates in bold and different color text that says, hey, we've made changes to this. If you have a reservation that's non-refundable, it is now. Don't worry. We've got your back. But I'll also say this, that I've also seen websites where the policy information is great. It's clear. It's easy to read. But good luck finding it on the website. Like, it's not linked from anywhere unless you really know where to go. So also be clear about where that is on your website. Yeah, absolutely. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that in here in just a few minutes as well. From there, I don't have an accent for this one, but do not cut and paste your policy from another site because you might be getting more than you bargained for. So if, if that policy has a company name or that policy has a incentive or disclaimer that you do not have, then you might be getting in uh, a little bit of trouble there. From yeah. there, I'd say make sure, or go ahead. 
Yeah, I was going to say, don't do that because you might be getting more than you bargained for. Uh, also, don't do that because if people catch it, they're going to criticize the crap out of you online. <laughs> yeah, th- no, that is also true as well. <laughs> uh, and, and, you know, the next thing I would say is don't only update your policy and not your package and booking disclaimers. Make sure that if you have somebody on the hook who is actually interested in booking and planning on staying at your property May 2nd, you want to make sure during that checkout process that your booking engine's disclaimers and policies are crystal clear that they don't have a thing to worry about. Uh, and then lastly, make sh- make sure that your contact and phone information is very visible. We've seen a lot of cases where people update their policies, but they don't want to actually talk to their guest, which would be just disgusting. So you want to talk to your guest, and if they want to call you and talk to you, make it really easy to do so. I heard a story the other day. Uh, someone was talking, you know, how Zappos is always the the poster child for call centers, right? And they just sell shoes, but they're basically they they always staff about. I think, I think they've always got thirty percent capacity, so they always have thirty percent buffer between the call volume they're expecting and the number of employees they have, and. Obviously, that's not realistic for people, especially right now. But one of the things they encourage is they're not going to criticize the employees for having long calls. And the record length of a call to the call center at Zappos is 10 hours. They had someone once that had a 10-hour call with a, with a client. They ended up wow. not buying any shoes. Yeah. Someone, someone asked Tony Shea, the CEO, did they take bathroom breaks? And he said, I, I don't know. But apparently, and this I don't know if this is true or not, but apparently both the agent and the customer ended up putting the other one on hold <laughs> multiple times so they could take go take bathroom breaks. I can't imagine talking to What they talked about for 10, 10 hours, hours, I don't know. I can't imagine not talking to anything, anybody for 10 hours. I know. Yeah, I'm, I'm assuming that it kind of div- diverged a little bit from the, the shoe conversation. Uh, but regardless, you know, it's, it's lauded by many as – an example of why Zappos is as good as they are at customer service because they're, they're there to take care of people, not necessarily to sell shoes. And we're in the hospitality industry. That's how we need to think about it. We're not necessarily on the phone just to sell a hotel room. We're there to offer advice, to help, and to provide a great experience for potential guests who could then become advocates for our brand as well. So treating them like Pete said at the beginning of the show, like a human, not like a number, is really, really important. Especially if it's a, a real you know, personal message or a personal form of communication like the telephone. Yeah, it, and I would say also, if you haven't read Delivering Happiness, you need to go ahead and download that book and read it uh, while you're stuck at home for the next foreseeable future. But that's a book from 2010 written by Tony Shea about how Zappos does exactly that. Just deliver happiness and, and focus on the consumer. Yeah. Yeah. Good life lessons in there too. Absolutely. So, all right. So that's what you should do. So once you have your updated policies done and ready to go, it doesn't help if you don't actually get out there and promote that you've made these changes. And this is probably the, the really the meat of the podcast is making sure that you stay on top of how you need to promote because that's going to help prevent those cancellations 
or at least turn a cancellation into a modification. And, and what it does also is it, it gives you a chance to reach out to your guest and your fans of your guest and say, hey, we're we're good guys. We're working the best we can. We understand times are rough and we're not going to be opportunistic. We're going to make the changes that we need to make to make it easy for you, the guest, to stay or not stay at the property. Great. First of all, I would say that what you want to do is clearly highlight your policy updates on your policy page by positioning those key updates at the very top. We talked about the FAQ boxes. We talked about bold text or blue text or whatever you want to do. But make sure it's clear that, hey, this page has been updated and here's the things we've changed to serve your needs. In addition to that, I would say what you also want to do is create a homepage alert to drive visitors to that policy page. One of the things that we did at Fuel for really any of our our clients was we set up a special COVID-19 page that we pushed out at no charge to all of our clients that gives them the ability to have a little locked bar above their navigation with COVID-19 updates, links to privacy policies, whatever they want to do with that information, but make it very easy for a guest to be diverted from a cancellation to understand what you're doing to help that guest. Phil, will you read the next one for me? It's important. Sure. So the next one Pete has here is doing a search for your property and cancellation. So put those, you know, your brand name plus the word cancellation in a Google search. See what appears. If you're seeing incorrect information in terms of your page title or meta description, change that immediately. Um, Those things, people may not make it further than that. They may just do the search, see information they don't want to see and move on. Um, so make sure that your updated information is clear in your page titles and meta descriptions. So like I said, do a search for your property and cancellation. Yeah. And depending on the complexity and I guess the, how much effort you've put into your site thus far, that first result for your property cancellation may not be your site. It could be TripAdvisor. It could be an OTA. But you want to make sure that the things you're doing to help guests are uniform across the board. Obviously, that's going to be updating your your own privacy, your own policies. But it's also going to be reaching out and updating those other places as well. And for the time being, if you wanted to, if you have an updated cancellation policy, you may want to change the page title of that to updated cancellation policy for COVID-19, something like that. So someone would understand that there there have been changes and they do need to see them. Can Melissa, can Melissa read the next one? Combine the I, next two. I, I think I can read. So next up is ensure your booking engine policies match your new policies you posted. So just like we mentioned earlier, hopefully your booking engine has the capability of giving some sort of an alert or whatever, wherever those policies are, make sure that they match the rest of your website. Oh, can you imagine if you had a booking engine that sucked and didn't let you change your policies? (laughs) That would suck. It it wouldn't suck. You know what it would do? It would burn your buttons. It, It might even get your goat. It might. Mm-hmm. 
After that, and my buttons have been burned, moving on, ensure that the policies on your email confirmations match your new policies. This is one of those things that, as we've talked about in previous episodes, where now's the time to audit all your things. This is one of those things that needs to be audited. You've got to check those email confirmations and make sure that all those I's have been dotted and T's have been crossed and that everything matches correctly. Um, same with your TripAdvisor cancellation policies. Uh, those need to be updated as well. It doesn't pull automatically. You have to provide that. All right, I'll do the last one. Can I do the oh, last one? I haven't done it. Sure. I feel left out. That's okay. So the last one is go through your entire site and highlight or link to anywhere where policies need to go. So like we've kind of talked about before, this is a new normal and you need to really go through and think where the consumer is in the funnel of potentially shopping or potentially canceling because there's two types of audience. Anywhere it makes sense, you may need to add a little bit of extra, uh, just a link, just a little sentence here and there just to nudge them in the direction that you want them to go. So just think think about it again from the consumer's perspective through every single piece of your website, every page. Perfect. So, so that's everything we want to do on the on-site side. And there's probably some other things that we want to do as well. But if we take a step back and say, okay, what about the customers who are not on my website? There's a few things, really four main things I would say we want to do on the off-site side. The first one is to create a helpful email that will go out to all of your guests. And there are a lot of great examples of this one, but understand that every person who has a reservation at your hotel for the next 60 to 90 days is thinking about, do I need to cancel? Can I afford this vacation? And how will this hurt me financially if I do cancel? Get in front of those guests in advance Honestly, email is the best way. Phone's a great way, but make sure you send something out to let them know we're here for you and kind of walk them through that process. All right. And then from the PPC side, uh, you're going to want to point out these changes as well. So within your ad extensions, um, if you have a COVID-19 policy page, um, you can add that as a site link extension. Someone can click on that and, and go right to your COVID-19 policy page. Um, they can learn about your cleaning practices there, cancellation policies there. Uh, just ensure that page is also helping push them through the booking process. To After you've quelled their fears, you want them to continue the process. Um, you can add these things to call-out extensions just to say free cancellations. Um, there, there are a lot of options available to you within your PPC ads, uh, your search ads specifically, that, that can um, help help quell any fears people may have. Because call-out extensions are your friends. <laughs> All extensions are your friends. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, you can also add them to display ads as well. There's nothing wrong putting little, you know, free cancellations in the corner of an ad, something like that. Sure. Yeah. If you're running, if you're running display ads, I would, I would highly recommend updating those display ads with, with that type of uh, verbiage. Yeah. Melissa, you want to do the next one? Uh, next up is create a response plan for responding to social inquiries. No, oh boy, this is so critical at this point. It's always important to respond to social inquiries, but no time is more important than right now. You do not want people posting to your page or through Facebook Messenger, and those questions are just sitting there unanswered and just raising doubt in consumers' minds. You've got to be on top of that. 
Yeah, especially because social is such a visual platform. If they're doing it to like your Facebook page or something like that or on Twitter or wherever, other people will see it. So they're probably going to share a lot of the same questions as well. So if you have a page you can direct people to that kind of has all the resources, has your cancellation policies, have the FAQ, all this stuff, and you can direct people there, you're not only answering that one person and eliminating their fear and endearing yourself to them, but you're also answering that question for everyone else that saw the original post and showing that you care and you're taking the time to answer the questions as well. So doubly important on social. And now more than ever, people are using their social media because they're stuck at home. So it's it's incredibly important to be very quick with your responses and, and answer questions you know, as fast and, and as thorough as you possibly can. Yeah. And then finally, the last one on this list is share your changes in policy with your local DMOs or your partners like local portal sites. So you know, the local portal site here in the Model Beach area, modelbeach.com, has added functionality. So if you if you're an advertiser on that site, you can you it, there's now uh, verbiage that shows if you've updated and you have free cancellations and things like that. So definitely talk to your partners and see how you can spread the message beyond your owned assets, but anywhere that you you have a presence, and that that would go out as far as folks like Expedia and, and Booking and TripAdvisor as well. Yeah, I mean, I think that that kind of wraps up everything that we would want to do in terms of offsite promotion. And each hotel is going to be unique. You know, you may have a more of a vacation rental model where VRBO or Verbo, whatever they're calling themselves, uh, Airbnb, whatever it might be, becomes much more important. So, so always think about that from your own particular position and, and make sure you are where your guests are looking for you. So yeah. I was like, no. I heard that it's Airbo now. So it's Verbo and Airbo. That's what. Oh, Airbo. Mm-hmm. I like Airbo. Yeah. That was one of my favorite movies when I was a kid. What are you talking about? Oh, Airbud. I'm sorry. Wrong one. <laughs> <laughs> that that counts as a dad joke. That's pretty bad. Awesome. Hey, so so is anything else you want to add to kind of wrap this up, Pete? You know, I would say. You're going to be dealing with humans who have human problems and worries and concerns. So just be compassionate. We always talk about the job of a hotelier is to be a hotelier and a guest and a an advocate for your guest. So just do that. I mean, think about how you would want to be treated if you made a multi-hundred or thousand-dollar purchase and you found out that your world was turned upside down. What would you want done to you? And then do that to others. And in addition to that, not only what, how would you want to be treated, but how would you feel about the people that treated you right? And how would you feel about the people that treated you wrong? And would you be more likely to do business with them in the future or less likely depending on how you felt? So it's, it's really, really important. So good job, Pete. So we'll, we'll put a link to the, uh, the original blog post in the show notes, which will be at fueltravel.com slash podcast. And click on episode 143. But Pete, just like you surprised me earlier with the jingle ad lib, I'm going to surprise you now. So if you want to hop over to your Skype real quick that we're chatting on, there's some there's actually some new listener feedback that that I'd like you to to read out what? on the show. I, yeah. I'm, I'm looking at this right now. This is amazing. Mm-hmm. So you want to and... you want to read the, the listener feedback, and then at the end you can say who the listener feedback was from. I will absolutely do that. And they've requested that we I read this in an Irish accent. Mm-hmm. And I actually dated an Irish girl 
in my younger days. So, so you're going to do a, a female Irish voice. I guess the, the review didn't yeah. say whether or not they wanted male or female. So <laughs> the work. podcast has all the humor, jingle, tactical advice, and a smudge of sarcasm. Keep up the great work, Fuligans. Always be testing. Attribution is real. Hashtag no bees were murdered in the production of this review. <laughs> it might have been a spit Scottish, but. Yeah, it started out like Belfast, then it went to Southern Ireland, then it went to Scottish. So it's. You're, that did not, just so you, everyone's clear, that did not sound like the girl I dated. <laughs> <laughs> so, That's that was fun. actually by some guy named Stuart Butler 10. Oh, I wonder who he is. He sounds awesome. Five star review. So he's, he's definitely listening and actually putting his reviews on iTunes. Yeah. Because that helps us in the algorithm. Yeah. So if you'd like to have Pete read a review in the style of your choosing, just drop <laughs> drop a review into iTunes or the podcast store, whatever it's called on Apple now, and uh, put in what you'd like and put in some good words. Rate us however you feel. We deserve to be rated, and we'll read it out on a future show. So our Irish is already gone, so be creative. I want to hear the Klingon one next. That would be pretty awesome. How, how's Just your, wait. How's your Klingon? Is it good? I, I, I'm not fluent, but I am conversational, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. All righty. Well, that's the show today. Uh, thank you for listening. We appreciate it as ever. Again, the notes are fueltravel.com slash podcast. Click on episode 143. And there'll be a link there to the original uh, blog post with screenshots of what we talked about as well. So... Also, don't forget to check out the resources page. We're adding new articles to that daily. So if you go to fueltravel.com and slash resources is where that's located. So that'll be a handy dandy thing. And so, Melissa, if they want to find you somewhere on the interwebs, where can they do that? I am on Twitter at M-A-Kavanaugh, M-A-K-A-V-A-N-A-G-H. And Phil, where can they find you? Are you still in the closet? Phil's disappeared. He's on mute. Is he? Yeah. Oh, he's, he's way back behind the fancy clothes. <laughs> <laughs> I was in the very back of the closet. Pete's right. right. Uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at P Fariska, P-F-O-R-I-S-K-A. And Pete, thanks for putting the notes together. Where can someone find you? I'm also on Twitter at P DeMeo. And if you reach out to me there, I'll actually respond because I'm using Twitter. In fact, Twitter Analytics says that my tweet impressions are up 5,803% <laughs> since uh, quarantine began. Wow. wow. It's pretty impressive until you realize he hadn't tweeted in nine months prior to this. Hey, sh- yeah. Shut up. They're, they're still in, <laughs> you know, enamored by my 5,800%. You're being like those agencies that have the bad booking engines that give the vanity metrics and steal the attribution. Attribution theft is real. Hashtag. No, I'm like, I'm like facebook telling you that you have a 5800 percent return on your ad spend okay <laughs> awesome well, thanks facebook uh you can find me at stuart butler you can find us collectively at fuel travel again if you're interested in the fuel campfire drop-in then uh or the campfire chat then you can just email us info at fueltravel.com. and until next time you have been listening to the fuel hotel marketing podcast Click it. Click it. Click it, Stuart.
That was the bait. 